This episode is brought to you by Allstate. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings vary and are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. We got another day of NBA action. And with FanDuel, every night is a watch party. So it's time for your FanDuel crew to make their bets. So, what's the move tonight, gang? You know that new customers who bet $5 get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Woohoo! We're heating up, fam. Bet all the stars with all your friends and make every moment more only on FanDuel. New customers bet $5, get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Make every moment more with FanDuel. It goes down in the field. It go down. It go down in the field. 21 plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus vest that expires seven days after receipt. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome to the Pants Cast, brought to you by Lululemon, a show about all things pants. My guest is Matt James, former NCAA player and Lululemon ABC pant enthusiast. Hi, great to be here. Matt, tell us all about those ABC pants. The comfort? They're like the pants I put on when I don't want to wear pants. Versatility? You could wear these pants to a wedding, but you could also wear these to a cookout. And what about style? They're like if casual and cool had a baby. Well, it's clear why you're an ABC enthusiast. Pleasure having you and your pants on the show. Thanks for having us. Find the shockingly comfortable ABC pants at lululemon.com. You're listening to the IFL TV podcast in association with Lonsdale MTK Global, sponsored by William Hill. This is Umar Ahmed for IFL TV, proudly sponsored by Everlast. With me is Gareth A. Davis. It's Sunday evening. Um, we've just seen Daniel Dubois uh, return emphatically, uh, stopping Bogdan Dinu last night. We were both there in Telford. What did you make of it, Gareth? I didn't think Dino was much of a challenge for him, if I'm quite honest. I mean, he was because he was a six foot five Goliath in front of him who would have knocked his head off if he had the opportunity. Daniel Dubois didn't give him the opportunity. Um, So, um, yeah, it was impressive. It was impressive. He'd only had three weeks for Shane McGuigan. He looked very composed behind the jab, I thought, in the first round. He took a couple of knocks. No response from him. He looked a little bit tentative to me. I've spoken about that with other people who I really respect, and they didn't think so. Maybe I was reflecting myself in him, feeling a bit for him, just, just maybe overlooking for those things. Um, but, you know, we, we, we learned what we really know about him, which he can really knock people out with a big... You know, he's got so much power. He's got so much power. Um, and I think maybe... Maybe there's some scarring there but you know that that maybe it always will be there in a sense but you know it's uh he's a very very explosive fighter he carried the occasion well I liked the way he carried himself all week and you know he got the job done but and that right hand was that guy wasn't getting up from that you know so um it'll be interesting he's back it's great for Frank Warren um and you know it looks like he'll fight Trevor or they're going to push for Trevor Bryan the WBA regular one of the four champions, kind of like, what is he? 
what's the regular kind of third of the four champion belts kind of in in a row or whatever in 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 sequence so um and he's promoted by don king so that's fun as well frank warren and don king coming together yeah that's a good one and um but that'll be interesting so yeah onwards and upwards 15 knockouts and 17 fights you know one one on points and and now and that big blemish last year I like the fact he said, I, I, I want to shut my doubters up. I like the fact he wants to fight his nemesis. I'm going to have your listeners reaching for their thesauruses tonight, by the way, how I've decided, because I'm going to go all Latinate and Greek on you throughout this interview, just so you know that, Umar of IFL TV. You're more than welcome to do that, Gareth. You're more than welcome to do that. Um, is he ready yet for, for world level after, after that massive loss to Joe Joyce? Um, where do you see Daniel Dubois? I, I'm, I'm going to exclude Trevor Bryant out of a world-level kind of bracket. Well, he's got world-level power, hasn't he? So what he doesn't have is world-level experience, and it's how you manage that experience. I think Shane McGuigan's a good fit for him, because I think Shane, even though he's quite quiet, I think he's quite an ambitious man. And I think he thinks about his fighters a lot. And I think he invests a lot of himself in them. It's not like others don't, but there's a, he's got a way of doing it. And I, I like that about him. And I just think it's a good mix. Um, and so, you know, because Daniel's family are very involved with him as well. So, you know, you, you've got to go, that, that's part of it as well. But um, so is Martin Bowers. Yeah, well, they're managing him, aren't they? Yeah. So, so him and um, Tony. So, um, Tony Bowers. So, it's it, it's how they match him and how they manage him from here. You know, if he's around in three and a half, four years' time, he'll be a world champion. And he's still... And he's progressed. He might have lost a couple of times. Doesn't matter. He's lost now. It doesn't matter if he loses four times. Hmm. If he's around in three or four years' time, he will knock someone out to become heavyweight world champion. And, and, I, and I, I nail that... I nail that six-inch... Boom, right there. Straight into the desk. Do you not think he will? I completely agree. If he if he if he's still around, even in, in two two to three years, um, and his only losses to Joe Joyce at that point, yeah, I think him and Philip Pergovic look like the the two to carry it forward. Yeah, or maybe Fraser Clark, or maybe Joe Joyce, or maybe you know, but um, he's had his Ome Miserum moment. Mm, definitely has, definitely has. But um, hopefully, this is the start of a of a big comeback for Daniel Dubois. What did you make of Tommy Fury, Gareth? Um, he's huge and he needs, needs to lose 12 pounds or whatever it is. Nine pound, as John said, you know, he's a nine pound over, but we'll get the weight off. They will get the weight off. They know what they're doing. They're a boxing family. You know, it's great to see big John Lawson. I haven't seen him for ages, like a year and a half. It was really cool to see him. He talks sense. The man talks sense and he knows his sons and Tommy, Tommy looked very big. I mean, he is so big, isn't he? you know, up here, but they'll, they'll have to strip that weight down. And as his dad says, I don't want him jumping off boats in Miami um, five weeks before he's fighting. I think what I, what I liked last night was he responded well to um, Jordan Grant's um, salvos in the first round, took his punches well, tied up well. Um, see, he's a different fighter. The, the interesting thing about, this is the interesting thing about Tommy TNT Fury. Um, he isn't in the mould of his other brothers or his cousin. 
He's a different. He's a box fighter. He's a, he likes to brawl, really, doesn't he? And so they can turn him into an educated box fighter, and because he, he's never going to be light on his feet and pushing out the jab and being technical and having lots of movement and wear and and and, and defeating on skills alone to begin with that the other the, the Fury cousins do Tyson and Huey. So so it's a different route for him. And he's already got a massive following. He's mainstream. Molly May is there last night. I mean, I never watched Love Island. I might have watched a couple of glimpses when they were on it. Um, too addictive. Start watching that. You just want to watch it all the time, I, I suppose. That's what they do. But I bet you applied um, for it. Huh? I bet you applied for it. Me? <laughs> I, I don't even know why you asked me that question. Why would I ever go on that? I think you'd do quite well. I don't think I'd do very well at all. I think I'd be thrown out very early on for doing whatever I'm doing that's not meant to be going on. And I would not play by the rules, you know? Moving on. <laughs> exactly, moving on. That's not my cup of tea. Um, oh, oh, another oh may misery moment, but for you this time. Um, no, it's... It's well, <laughs> well <laughs> um, we were out too late last night. Um, <laughs> um, that basically he's already a star, he's already a star, so it's how they manage his boxing um skills and 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 his career because he's got a mainstream, you know, TMZ career already, hasn't he? And Molly May was saying to me last night on the radio, he's only a novice, he's only six and oh, and you know, she's totally, uh, what I like about them is he's very grounded. John's grounded with him and he's interesting. He's handsome. You know, he, he's rugged, isn't he? He likes to fight rugged. They're trying to not let him fight rugged in case he gets knocked out. But um, what I make of him, it's good. He came back well. He won the fight. I thought he lost a round. I didn't agree with the, ref, the, the judge, the referee. I thought he lost a round. But yeah, it's great. Terrific. Okay. Gareth, we haven't spoke since... Well, we did, actually. We did. We haven't spoken for about 14 hours, basically. <laughs> no, I was going to say, we haven't spoke since the collapse of Finry Joshua, but we actually did. We did it straight after, literally, the night that the uh, ruling came in. Um, but since then, uh, a lot of talk about who's to blame, etc. and there's been a, a lot of commotion around this. What, what have your thoughts been since... Uh, AJ Fury collapsed. Well, everybody knows and everybody's divisive and you're a fanboy of this or you're a fanboy of that or you're on this side. They mucked it up royally, yeah? They mucked it up royally on several levels. Um, but, but also, th it was consequential as well. It wasn't, um, it wasn't a situation that anyone can actually rescue in reality um, because, you know, to, to really analyse it in a very simple way, that was the biggest fight on earth that we've seen for, I don't know, 30 years, since kind of like Holyfield and Tyson, Lewis and Tyson, those guys, yeah. On offer, all British. They'd have made 200 million pounds or dollars, maybe two, maybe maybe 175 million pounds from that fight, maybe even more, maybe 200 million. But the, 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 the chess game, I think, of... Where Bob Arum is with Tyson Fury, where Frank Warren is with Tyson Fury, where, where and and the ESPN deals, um, where Hearn was with DAZN and Sky and Anthony Joshua, um, 
a huge amount of money and effort, kind of a lot of hard work by Eddie Hearn to get over the line over there. I do think they didn't know the arbitration case was going to go against them. I genuinely think that. But I think there should be less, there have been less announcing from everyone. And it's difficult because we all ask that question. And we, we just, we, we ask it all the time. So I think if they do the negotiation again, they're better off not to leak stuff out because someone's saying this and someone's saying that and someone's doing that side of it. It was no one, no one got deliberately played in this, in my view, whatever they're saying. It was a series of consequences, you know? Mm. Um, the only thing that people will say, well, what are you want about? Why didn't they pay Wilder off? Wilder was offered financial recompense through a third fight with Fury. That's a better option for him. Of course. For his pride, for his, for he becomes the world champion again, for God's sake. Um, and Aram went for summary judgment last December and they didn't get it. Whether they didn't communicate enough to Eddie Hearn that they thought he must remember that, um, that it could go the other way. I don't know if that was done enough. I think everybody ignored. Al Heyman and Shelley Finkel working away behind the scenes and where they were going with it. And Wilder was very quiet and it was a quiet assuredness. I think they had. <laughs> so things happen in life for a reason, don't they? You know, people get injured on the day of a fight and they will lose a world title. I think it was a series of unfortunate events, you know, and I think it, I think it led to the breakdown. I, I, I fear the fight may never happen. Um, certainly not in the form it is because we need two particular winners and, and how often in a, in a tournament do the two semi-finalists you expect to win, win, you know, there's a lot of upsets. So I do hope we get Joshua and, um, uh, and Fury late in the year in Saudi Arabia and we're all out there and then we get Wembley the, the next year. Um, but there's a lot of blood and water to pass under the bridge before then. Do you think Joshua vacates the WBL, Gareth? No. Why? Why? Well, there's been talk about doing a Dylan White rematch. Eddie Earn has done a lot of interviews uh, on Haney Linares fight week where he says Joshua doesn't, we won't be dictated by uh, the governing bodies anymore. We'll do what's best for us. It's been in, in that kind of talk. So they haven't ruled out vacating the WBO. And they also haven't ruled out making a deal with Alexander Usyk and getting the fight on. But they, they have said they won't go to purse bids. No, no, I have said, I've heard that. I know that. Yeah. Um, the final thing that I didn't mention just now as well is there is no way on earth that Fury would not have wanted that fight with Joshua. He's a big favourite and he was going to earn £65 million. So there's no way you're going to say no to it. Do you know what I mean? There's no way. No way. So the Twitter spat, all of that stuff between Joshua and Fury, adds to the drama, makes it a bigger fight. Da, da, da. I mean, will, it, will he fight Usyk? Well, I mean, why not? I mean, Usyk's six foot three, he's a cruiserweight. Go and smash him up. Go and smash him up. I mean, or, or, what, what, so Dillian White or who's the other mandatory? Um, there isn't. There, is, there isn't a mandatory Jew at the moment. But... Of course, 
Yeah. Well, he's done the IVF, hasn't he? So he's. Yeah. Um. Why well, you're 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 suggesting to me that your feeling is that he won't fight Usyk? No, not at all. I've just going off certain interviews uh, on Haney Lenares fight. Where are you going? I'm just getting a cigarette because I fancy one. Okay. Is that okay on IFL TV interviews? And I have a little tequila in my coffee tonight. Is that okay? Absolutely, Gareth. You do what you want. Um, I, you're absolutely fucking right. I do what I want because this is my time that you're interviewing me in. Yeah. Someone, someone's, someone's lively for a Sunday. No, I'm, I'm playing with you, my friend. I'm playing. It's, it's banter. You know that. You know me better than that. It's always banter, Gareth. It's always banter. Yeah. Um, yeah. What yeah. was I saying? No, no, no. I'm not suggesting. I'm just going off certain interviews. Your heart, has your heart rate just gone up or something? Why? Because you forgot what you were saying. No, I, yeah, I was, I was saying, I'm not suggesting at all that, that they're going to vacate. I'm just, they haven't ruled it out, so... I'm, I've just been asking people's opinions. Do you think it's sensible to vacate? Do you think... No, I don't, I know. I don't think it is. Hold on to the belts. Fight Alexander Usyk. Uh, Alexander Usyk. It's a really good fight, and I think he'll win it, and I think he'll knock him out in seven or eight rounds. And if it goes 12 rounds, Joshua has probably done something wrong. And how dangerous is Deontay Wilder in this third fight? He's a punch away from fighting for the undisputed title. He's always a punch away. He can knock out anyone. He can knock out anyone with one punch. That's how dangerous he is. And yet he, you know, technically, he's on a completely different level to Tyson Fury. That's why Fury is in Vegas with his team winding him up to really switch on. He's got to be so switched on. He's gone from a, as we said just now, 65 million pound fight in his mind for the undisputed heavyweight title against Anthony Joshua. A massive showdown you know, not only in our country, but around the world, but ex- but so extraordinarily for us. And now he's going to earn, well, I don't know what it is, 20 million fighting Deontay Wilder. Um, a guy who, you know, he, he knocked from pillar to post in the second fight and, and outpointed on the first one, even though he's knocked down twice. So um, he's so dangerous, so dangerous. Gareth, moving on to TV talk and, and network situation. Um, mm-hmm. How do you think Sky Sports are going to fare now uh, within the boxing industry? Well, they'll have to work their way back into it. So, you know, it's a, you know, it's a big divorce, isn't it? It leaves a big, you know, cavernous um, kind of space to fill. I mean, you know, you know, it's a long relationship with Matchroom, you know. Um, so, but there's plenty of good promoters out there, you know, and they've just got to get their strategy right and make sure that they're putting on good cards. It's, that's what fans want right now. They want good cards. You know, I know we're going to talk about the other thing in a small section as well, you know, the the, the, the MP fight. Um, but, um, you know, it's they'll get their act together. I know they've been talking to a lot of the major forces in the sport, um, and they're a very serious channel with huge amounts of money to be able to get those deals in place. So, you know, it's, but it's, it's, it's like when you lose a couple of your best teammates, you rebuild, don't you? You rebuild. And so it's a rebuilding for them now. It's, it's going to be an interesting process. And how do you think zone will get on in the UK uh, in this kind of short-term space with their launch here? Well, I think they'll do very well. I mean, you know, I mean, what can you buy for £1.99 a month anymore, you know? Um, so that will, that is an attraction on the bottom line. Um, it's a damn good service. They do a decent job. They do a very decent job and they do a lot of sport. 
And it's a really manageable. I like the DAZN app. I'm not a big app guy, but it, it, I like it. It's simple. When you come on there and you want to see something, it's on. Do you know what I mean? You can go back. You can go, and I, I like it. I like, I, I like the efficiency of it. If you're asking about that, I'm giving you all the levels of answer. Um, how will they do? They've got, given Eddie Hearn reportedly a hundred million uh, pound war chest for what is it? Five years, three years, three year deal, five year deal. Um, five year deal. I think you're right. It is right. a five year deal. Yeah, it's a quintennial deal. Um, and um, so, so I think it's. You know, look what he's done with Matchroom USA, signing up really big names. He, you know, he's, he's, he never stops working, Eddie. Um, yeah, I think it'll be a success. But it depends how long they, they throw that money in before they become the Netflix mm. of, of sports. And, and that's their strategy, you know. So once they buy football, more eyes will come to it and then they'll put the price up. And then we'll have boxing fans moaning that they're having to pay twelve ninety nine for you know it's the same old cycle evolution and recycle and revolt. I believe Anthony Joshua has one fight left with uh, Sky Sports on his contract. Say he renews with them, how much of a of a difficult task will it be for them for DAZN to to capture a big big audience without AJ? I think they'll have AJ. I think they'll have AJ. Okay. I think I think what they'll do, they'll do AJ Global and they'll do AJ UK Sky Box Office. I think he can do whatever he wants with Eddie Hearn. He's very powerful, Anthony Joshua. He's extraordinary. I mean, it's funny, the Olympic qualifiers were tonight and obviously, well, I know we might touch on it. Fraser Clark's gone through and I'm really delighted for him and the other nine that are going now. I, mean, I think there were seven others that qualified in Paris this weekend. We'll name them. We'll, we'll do a name check for them all in a minute. Um, but... You know, Anthony Joshua and his company will align with Eddie Hearn very soon. They will be they will be joint companies together, and and you know he'll have a, he'll have a say in it. He'll have a part in it all. He'll have boxes he brings to Eddie. Now he's so rich, he's so powerful, you know, and he's very he's 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 got his head screwed on. He's a fantastic um, advocate for what boxing can do for you and how you you take your opportunities. You can really grow. I mean, I really like Anthony. I think he's an extraordinary person. I think he carries things so well. I'd like him to be a bit more open with us and see us a bit more, you know, but he's a less is more kind of guy. And that's the way he is, mm. you know. Um, if people don't want you to hassle them, I don't tend to hassle them. If, they, if they're happy to see you, great. Do you know what I mean? Um, but so I think it, what what whatever they do, choose to do will work. Um, and, you know, they'll, they'll have Joshua on that. They'll have Joshua. Joshua's got, Probably three or four years left fighting, I think. Fury, probably two, three. They, these guys won't be fighting in their late 30s. They won't need to. They'll have riches beyond their, you know, not their wildest dreams, but they'll have riches beyond. They'll have other businesses, you know. Um, it amazes me that those guys with their extreme wealth, people like Conor McGregor, still have it in them to come back and do it again, you know, and, and maybe take another beating if they're not kind of, hungry anymore or because it's in them it's in them to the fame and the riches actually mean nothing at the end of the day they mean nothing they mean nothing because inside those guys is this desire to prove something to us but mostly to themselves 
Do you know what I mean? And it's so amazing to witness and write the narrative of that, if that kind of answers your question. Thanks for listening to the IFL TV podcast, sponsored by William Hill, in association with Lonsdale MTK Global. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.